Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God and our Christ, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly <coughs> almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High. Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray, and to give more than we either desire or deserve. Pour upon us the abundance of your mercy, forgiving us those things of which our conscience is afraid, and giving us those good things for which we are not worthy to ask, except through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. First reading is from Isaiah. Let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. He expected to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. And now, inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? When I expected it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge, and it shall be devoured. I will break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste, it shall not be pruned or hoed, and it shall be overgrown with briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are his pleasant planting. He expected justice, but saw bloodshed, righteousness, but heard a cry. The word of the Lord. Let's say together Psalm 80. (coughs) Restore us, 
O God of hosts, show the light of your countenance, and we shall be saved. Vine out of Egypt, you cast out the nations and planted it. You prepared the ground for it. It took root and filled the land. The mountains were covered by its shadow, and the towering cedar trees by its boughs. You stretched out its tendrils to the sea and its branches to the river. Why have you broken down its wall so that all who pass by pluck off its grapes? The wild boar of the forest has ravaged it, and the beasts of the field have gazed upon it. Turn now, O God of hosts, look down from heaven, behold and tend this vine. Preserve what was your right hand has planted. Second reading is from Philippians. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death. If I somehow, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his harvest, to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally he sent his son to them, saying, they will respect my son. 
But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to the other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord, this was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produce the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on the stone will be broken to pieces and it will crush another, and it will crush anyone whom it faith, on whom it falls. When the priests, chief priests and Pharisees heard his parables, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. I invite us to take a moment and think of teachers who have changed our lives, who believed in us, teachers and the subjects they taught, but also the gift to teach us a way of life, kindness, love, trust, how to treat another human being whose commitment to teaching inspired us beyond what we could imagine, whose dedication, support, and care helped us to see our potential and move us forward. Give that a minute, and I invite our young people, if you can think of a teacher who's very special to you, if you want to name that teacher out loud and just let us know what you were taught and even those of us who are older, is there somebody who had an impact, a teacher who changed your life, who opened doors? I'm going to give us a minute because this is a sermon that you're going to participate in. I, want, I would like to hear a name of a teacher and Mrs. even just a couple words. Mrs. Huggins. Mrs. Huggins. I can't remember her name, but my third grade teacher. My English teachers. 
English teachers. English teachers. Yeah, my English teachers as well. Sister Eleanor. Sister Mary Margaret. I wanted to be a nun when I was in second grade. Are there others? Mr. Hackelow, my high school math teacher. Oh. Nicole, can you think of, do you have a teacher? Natalie. I'm sorry. Pardon me? Annabella? Is he? Can you think of? Do you have a favorite teacher right now, or that you? A math teacher. A math teacher. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Sister Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. This Sunday's Gospel from Matthew continues with Jesus' teaching on the heels of his encounter with the chief priests and the elders of the people. They have been resisting Jesus from the very beginning as a prophet, as a teacher. The foundation of his words is simple yet challenging. The parables reveal an invitation, and a desire for those who follow him to a new way of life. That being, to love the Lord their God with all their heart, with all their soul, and with all their mind, and to love their neighbors as themselves. It is difficult for the chief priests and the elders of the people because they see themselves on the negative side of Jesus' parables. Their answers seem to trap them even further into, <laughs> into their anger and frustration. Last Sunday, Jesus ended his story, the parable, that pericope from Matthew with, the last will be first, the first will be last. He does not wait for them to respond or to answer another question, but he says, listen to another parable. It is a teaching moment. Maybe this time they will hear it. Another challenge to his adversaries. There's a landlord who plants a vineyard, puts a fence around it, digs a winepress in it, and builds a watchtower. The vineyard is leased, the landlord goes to another country, and all is well and good until the slaves are sent to collect his produce. All of the slaves, not just the first group that went, but the second group that he sends, he has sent to receive the produce, all of them are killed. He sends his son believing that they will honor him, they will respect the heir. 
and provide the produce that is theirs. But the tenants kill his son. Jesus is in Jerusalem. We are coming to the end of Matthew's Gospel. And Jesus is in Jerusalem. He knows his time will soon come when he will suffer and be crucified. He knows the chief priests, the elders of the people, the Pharisees, have been plotting to take his life. He is the son who will not be honored, respected, heard, but will suffer and be crucified. Jesus must explain the meaning of the parable and again challenges his adversaries, saying, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This is the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produce the fruits of the kingdom. Jesus' adversaries are done listening and being targeted by his actions and words. They want to arrest him but will need to wait because they fear the crowd who have heard Jesus' promise and his belief and trust that they will produce the fruits of the kingdom. The crowd will remember this moment in time with Jesus. It will come back to them when Jesus is suffering crucified, and raised from the dead. It will test their faith, their reason for following. Over time, it will be a moment of decision. Now, how will I live my life? Now, what will I do? What choice will I make to further the kingdom of God? For us, having heard Jesus' teaching, this parable once again on this cycle of our lectionary, what actions will we take to produce the fruits of the kingdom what choice will we make to further the kingdom of God? Amen. Please stand. We believe in one God.
Church, especially in the Anglican cycle of prayer for the Episcopal Church in Jerusalem and the Middle East. Grant that every member of the Church may truly and humbly serve you, especially Jessica and Bob, our wardens, Connie, Deanna, Robin, Sharon, our vestry, for those in the armed forces and especially those deployed, Mikey Raina Maines. In our parish cycle of prayer, Paul Haynes and family, Chad and Trish, Seth, Keegan Heiligenthal. For those celebrating birthdays, David Skidmore. For those celebrating an anniversary, Jim and Sandy McCann, John and Lynn O'Brien. That your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons especially for Justin, Archbishop of Canterbury, Michael, our presiding bishop, Mary, our priest. We pray for all those who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. That there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. That our works may find favor in your sight. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble, including Johanny, Hervis, and Anastasia, Jane Clothier, Sue Hollingstead, Connie Herrick, Wayne Herrick, Cindy Lawrence, Elaine Monteith, Mary Nichols, Bryce Peters, Jerry Ramsey, Sharon Johnson, David Toretta, Mike Winsek, Jimmy Annie, Jill Yarn. That they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed eternal rest. Let light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share in your heavenly kingdom. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. 
Almighty God, by your Holy Spirit, you have made us one with your saints in heaven and on earth. Granted, in our early pilgrimage, we may always be supported by this fellowship of love and prayer, and know ourselves to be surrounded by their witness to your power and mercy. We ask this for the sake of Jesus Christ, in whom all our intercessions are acceptable through the Spirit, and who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of our Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Thank you for joining the St. John the Divine Podcast. If you're interested in worshiping with us, you can visit us at 9 a.m. at our church, which is at 216 East Chandler Boulevard in Burlington, Wisconsin. If you want to learn more about us, you can click the link in the description or visit stjohnthedivine.org. Just remember, we're the one in Burlington, Wisconsin, not the Cathedral in New York. Have a great day. Bye.